Pulp MX Network production. Thanks for all the support, Pulp MX fans. The Pulp MX app is now available for both iPhone and Android-based phones. For all your moto needs, shop at btosports.com and use the current discount code PULPMX. And don't forget to click the Amazon banner on PULPMX.com when purchasing anything from Amazon. It's the Steve Mathis Show, brought to you by RacerX, presented by BTOSports.com and ThorMX. The original Moto Podcast, featuring legends of the past, stars of today, season previews and race reviews, introspection, opinion, facts, and laughs. Here's your host, Steve Mathis. Welcome. To the BTOSports.com RacerX podcast, High Point Wrap-Up, and as usual, these things are sponsored by BTOSports.com and presented by ThorMX, our friends at ThorMX. Uh, check them out on the web. Exciting things going on with that. Uh, Martin Davalos wears uh, Thor, everybody, so run out and grab it. And BTOSports.com, you can listen to the commercial to save at BTOSports.com. I'm your host, Steve Mathis, with me to break down High Point, discuss it, take it, shake it, break it bake it, and bring it out of the oven is uh, none other than my boss, Jason Wygant. Yeah. And uh, I'm the boss of this guy, Jason Thomas. That would be me. I got Both of my bosses are on this show. Yeah. Yeah, it's very very bossy. Yeah. What happened to the... To, you guys are like Fergie. What happened to people saying that's boss or, or I'm boss or... Is that still around? Yeah, Broadcross. He's still on the website. Oh, okay. All right. Oh, that's right. Like yeah. yeah, like a boss. Like a boss. Yeah, yeah. Stupid. But it has upgraded. Used to be, um, you know, you're doing something like it's your job, but yeah. merely being your job is no longer good enough. It's no. got to be like you're the boss. Yeah. No, you, because having a job, you're you're an employee. Now you're the boss of having a job. Right. So it's just the evolution of so when like it's your job. So when someone says doing work, that's not good. Well, no, depends on if boss. you're working for the man or. If you're in charge, because you could, you could be, it could be like a boss still. Yeah, I, but bosses don't work is the stereotypical thing of being a boss. So if you're doing yeah, work. I don't know about that. Okay. Yeah. We it could actually be better to say. You should go tell David Coombs he doesn't work. Okay. Yeah, I'll, I'll do that. <laughs> right. um, Supervising work. That's what I'm going to go with. That would mean you're a boss. Yeah. Yeah, boss. Supervising work. Uh, high point. Um all right, let's let's cover it. Weech, how was uh, how was the TV show presentation and all that? You guys uh, once again screwed up the graphics. Uh, Zach Osborne's face for Josh Grant's name, so you're running doing well on that. Ruined, ruined the sport. I think there was another one. There was our sport, sport, dude. Yeah, ruined your sport. I think because yeah. not mine. That's for sure. Yeah. Um, there was another one. I think there was a headshot that I've never even seen before. Like, I think there's a rider. I'm like, I've never seen whoever this human being is. Um, I think it was I'm one of the contestants on The Bachelor. <laughs> yeah, there was a transmission. Uh, the, the, the satellites crossed and somehow ended up with their images. Crossing streams. <laughs> Crossing satellite streams. Yeah, complete disaster. That one graph Terrible. alone. Terrible. Um, yeah. The Hangtown Girl was back. Yes, she was back. Um, on Friday, she had a huge number of notes, which came from actually 
going to the pits, talking to people, and I'm like, okay, this is going to be much, much better this time. I mean, she had a lot of conversations with a lot of riders, and mm-hmm. at Hangtown, she wouldn't, be, wouldn't have even known who the riders are to even talk to. Right. So I thought she'd come a long way there. Um, she didn't use a lot of that info, and so I was kind of bummed about it. And then there's kind of a gentleman's, gentlewoman's agreement that when you know that they have a scoop, you don't steal it from them because mm-hmm. then you'll throw it to them and they'll be like, uh, yeah, you just said what I was going to say. Right. So then I got to leave stuff out. It's kind of weird. Um, You're leaving stuff out watching. waiting for her to, to bring it and she never brought it. Well, yeah, we had like, I think she talked to Chad Reed for like 10 or 15 minutes on Friday. So then we have Reed on screen several times and I'm just waiting for her to come in and tell her tell us what she heard from him, but she never did. So I think the, the abilities are there. The knowledge was there. Yeah. We're getting there. Right. One step at a time. All right. Lots of people want Georgia Lindsay back. Lots well, of people he, want that. Back isn't really an operative term when you're never actually there. Yeah, good point. They um, want Georgia Lindsay to be start. Right. Not back. Right. Um, right. High point. Lots, JT, lots of um, – Lots of complaining about the track, um, but I'm not so sure if it's anyone's fault. The, the area got a lot of rain, and the first practice was sloppy. By the second moto, um, it was great, or it was good, but it was what it was because of the practices pushing all the slop off and kind of making it with one main line, and, and it, that's the high point that we all know and love, but... Um, Riders weren't happy, or at least a lot of guys weren't happy about it. What's your thoughts on that? Uh, I agree with you in the first part, but then I think that they could have worked on it. I think all you got to do is turn some equipment on and get out there, and then you can alleviate those problems because it wasn't muddy all day. You know, I understand the lines formed in practice, but all you got to do is clear those lines out. Once the dirt's perfect later in the day, then you can – kind of start over from a clean slate and make the track awesome. Is there maybe not enough time? I mean, we had the WMX this weekend, so they practiced right after the last practice, and then, of course, they are the intermission show or whatever. Um, is that it? I don't think so, no, because it, all you have to do is, is take a tractor with a tiller on it and start driving. It's not that difficult. I've done it you know, on a practice track a million times, and I've right. watched them do it at Nationals many times. Mm-hmm. It's not a big time-consuming process. And it wasn't really the jumps that really needed to be fixed. It was all the turns and the straightaways. Right. It's not hard to do. Literally, all you have to do is have a couple tractors with tillers on them and just start driving. You can be done. If you have three three tractors, I'm sure they had tons of equipment. 20 minutes, all you need. Wow. Okay. Yeah, yeah some guys just definitely didn't like it. Eli Tomac, one of those guys, it just, you know, he typical Tomac, he was coming from the back, and he just, every time he tried to make a move, he got caught in slop and, shitty ruts and, and, you know, track that was not prepped well and he had to be forced back into the into the one line where, of course, everyone else was. So, a lot of complaining. I heard yeah, him, I'm, I'm Sorry, Leach, yeah. go ahead. I heard them say, I, I heard, I think Saturday night, I heard them say that, you know, I heard a ton of people say kind of what JT did. Why didn't they put blades into that track, you know, early in the day? Why didn't they do it? It would have been perfect. You know, it was a little muddy on top. If you mixed it in, it would have been fine. Um, but I heard some of the track crew people, and I think that a lot of the call goes to Mark Peters, who's the track guy for this, just like Mark Barnett was the last time around. And these are – Peters and Barnett are pretty experienced fans. I mean, you would think they'd know. And uh, I, I guess the, the crew is saying no. 
it will turn out best in the second moto if we do it this way. And then they claim, see, the second moto is great. That's what we're shooting for all along. Um, that's, that's kind of what I heard happen. But, yeah, I definitely heard some complaints, too, no doubt about it. I heard from one of the AMA guys that uh, if they di- – Dissed it up really good. Then there's you know dangerous chunks out there, big chunks that you know are bad for roost and bad for goggles and bad mm-hmm. for everything. I don't know how much that holds water. I mean, it is true. There's big giant chunks after you disc it all up, but uh, I mean that's that's motocross. So yeah. I don't know. It's like a fine line. Yeah, I'm watching it right now, and I'm if they think that that's what they were shooting for all day then their goals and mine are different. Right. <laughs> yeah, you, you should you should start your own track service, JT. Get rich. Yeah. I mean, it's, well, I mean, I, I'm just wrong then. If this is what they were looking for, what I'm watching on my TV, then, right. yeah, we're looking for different things. I, I, uh, I just want them to bring back the plywood corner and the, the um, Bradshaw Boulevard with all the jumps and everything on it. Just... Make it high point again. That's high point. You know? I don't know. I guess that probably never happened. Those uh, changes were made under the, and we bring this up from time to time on the show, the Steve Whitelock regime. Mm, yeah. Um, according to Whitelock, it was unsafe to have ruts going across the start straight in the perpendicular to the actual start. Mm-hmm. You know, they would ride across right, the right. start and get those billboards. I mean, every supercross is almost built that way, oddly. Um, that would never work here, and they still turn what the first half inside half of the first turn is still used lap to lap. Yeah. So how much better is it really now? What difference does it make? I don't know, but um, when White Lock, yeah. they should just every single decision White Lock made should be reversed. That should be the first thing. Okay, White Lock's gone. Okay, everything back to the way it was. Everything. That's kind of what I'm getting at. Like if moves were made, I, I'm, I'm assuming that you don't have to live by those rules now. So maybe you could just be like, hey, wait, we don't have to keep doing it this way. Yeah, but again. Uh, they wanted the mechanics area to be on that finish line straight away for one reason. I can't. I don't know what the reason for that was. Where was the mechanics area? In the billboard turn? Oh, it used to be? No, it used to be down by the uphill triple. And then it was, well, it was on the start before the board turn. It's been in a couple different places since I've been going. Yeah, for some reason, I guess they decided they, the riders there wasn't enough time for the riders to see the pit boards there, so they wanted to flatten out Bradshaw Boulevard, put the pit boards there so riders could see them more easily. But again, Bradshaw Boulevard is like, what, two jumps now? Come on. No, Bradshaw's disgusted. He's disgusted with that. Yes. There's no doubt. Yeah. Um, it's like Bradshaw Alleyway now. Definitely not a boulevard. Bradshaw Bonneville Flats. Um, JT, uh... Ryan Villapoto, that's just in. He's good. He's really good. Uh, yeah, he pretty much handed those boys their ass yesterday. Wow. Um, oh. Something I, I mean, straight up. So, uh, that's how I feel. Something I got from the Cowie guys, not Ryan himself, but um, last week, and I didn't read this. I don't know. Or maybe I did read it and I didn't pick it up. We did a Monday conversation with Ryan Dungey after Muddy Creek, correct? We, we would have. Right, Weege? Online yeah. editor? Yeah. Um, yeah. I'm sure I read it, but I, it, maybe I didn't. There was some Cowie guy saying, you know, Dungey was not very – he didn't mention that Ryan crashed twice, and he didn't mention that maybe he caught a break, um, anything of that. He 
heat, and that didn't make the cow weak. You know how these guys are, too. They're uber sensitive. You know, all these team guys are. But they were like, that didn't make any of us happy. Like, Ryan wanted to go out and, you know, make a statement like, you know, boom, uh, I'm I'm the best or whatever. I don't know. I, I didn't read the interview. I don't remember Ryan Dungey coming off as, uh, you know, not uh, complimentary towards Ryan Villapoto. But anyways, that was some motivation, apparently, or maybe perhaps some motivation for Ryan Villapoto. Yeah, I hadn't thought of that. But, uh, yeah, Dungey didn't take um... – no one said, hey, did you catch a break with Villapoto? And he didn't say, no, I didn't. I won straight up. He didn't do that. But at the same time, he didn't add it in there either. Uh, the Monday convo came from the press conference, and the first question that Rob Bidas asked, and he's the press conference host, was, hey, last year, round three, that's where you started a win streak. This year, you won round three again. What is it about round three? And I guess you could say kind of an open-door policy at that point. Let's look at round three the last two years. The guy who won the first two rounds crashed at round three last year and crashed at round three this year. It's like, right. I, I could see where they're like, hey, man, Dunge, you might want to mention that's part of the reason round three has been going your way last two years. Yeah, well, like, I don't know. Who knows? I could see where they're coming from. I don't know. Yeah. He, he uh, you know, he caught and passed Dungey pretty good in that moto, in that second moto. And the pass he made oh, yeah. was, was, was a statement pass. Do you agree, JT? Oh, yeah. We, would you guys agree? Yeah, I agree. Um, and I think that you kind of have to find motivation throughout the year, you know? Right. Um, even if it means playing up things that really aren't a big deal. So I think that a lot of that comes from your trainer and team and guys around you kind of being, you know, looking for things to, for, your, for your rider to feed off of. Mm-hmm. Just because it is a long season, you kind of get – you know, just bored, not bored, but right. you you want your guy, you know, basically in the moment all the time. And that's, that's a good way to, you know, get him fired up. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I've been, I've been on these teams, you know, the KTM team with Langston and Mike Brown in Oh one. I mean, you know, we used to have guys coming back to the truck, Mitch Payton. Did you see the way he looked at me? Did you see that? That mother effer, you know, I'll push <laughs> it. I'll push him off a cliff. Like, and I'm, you know, just, Tensions were high, and people yeah. are looking for things. And yeah, I've been there, you know. So I don't really know. I, I read the interview, or, or even if I if I didn't read the interview, I don't know. But I seem to think I read it, and nothing stood out like, "Ooh, it's Ryan Dungey." Nothing stands out as you know controversial with him. He's very well spoken, very sort of vanilla. So I don't know. But anyways, um, I was uh, I was impressed with Villapoto this weekend. I know. That's easy to say, but he this might have been his best race of the year, Weech. Yeah, I think it is because he won in a similar fashion at round one. He had to pass Stewart and Dungey to do it. But round one, is at least there's a potential for it to be an anomaly. You know, everyone's kind of guessing a little bit on setup and all these other things. So you could always say, well, maybe he just guessed right and they guessed wrong and then give it a few rounds and things will level out. So you're in the round four now. If it's leveled out at all, he still beat him straight up. So I think it's more impressive because it, if you're Stu or Dunge or anybody else that got beat, you can't say, well, it's just the first round. Yeah. You know, we're, we're learning. Yeah. You had four rounds to learn now, and the result is the same. So, uh, yeah, I think this is uh, a, a much bigger deal. And Dungey was not <laughs> – that pass, uh, Dungey wasn't too happy with it. You know, he even said, I'll remember that one for sure. Um, yeah. But 
And I think at the end of the race, I think you could tell that this one, I think, hit Dungey a little harder than, say, Hangtown. Yeah. Like, he knew he was there. He knew he was ahead of him. He's, he knows that he's taken strides in his setup in the last three or four weeks, and he still saw Villapoto roll away from him. So, yeah, I think this is big. Man, JT, he just, uh, he just reminds me of RC out there right now. Same mentality, same attackiness, same balls out when he's not in first, you know? Um, he, he rides anywhere on the track to, to avoid roost or get around you. Just, I don't know. No, I agree. Very, very Clo- similar. Closest thing um, I've seen for sure. I mean, other than Ferry. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Other than that comparison, that's the second closest. Yes, exactly. Thank you. Um, uh, but also too, Dunge was good. Ryan was good. James Stewart, this is uh this was a colossal bad race for James. Um there was no way he was gonna win that second moto. He had been reeled in. But uh Weege, he was sprinting early on. When he got in the lead, it I think he thought it's on. Here we go. Yeah, and it is a strange turnaround to just see it happen like that. And I know it's James Stewart, so as we said last week, you cannot just write the dude off because three races haven't gone well. You have to give him the benefit of the doubt that he's going to find more speed. But that is bizarre that he literally just found it between motos on the same day. You know, the first <laughs> moto was awful. I mean, yeah. we were shocked that he was losing by 30 seconds at Hangtown and getting third. I don't think we expected it to be the point where he's battling for 10th, battling to just finish 10th. That well, was moto one. Well, I think um, the goggles had a lot to do with it. No, 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 no. He he was he had gotten into tenth, battling his way into tenth, barely into tenth. Then he fell. Then he pulled all his hair off. Then he got hit in the eye with a rock when he pulled his goggles. Oh, I thought he was about you know. seventh and moving forward when he about threw the goggles off. No, I mean even You'll still see on the TV show. I mean okay. he passes Tickle for I think eleventh, okay. and then Tickle almost gets him back, and then two or three laps later, Tickle is still right there with him. Like it's, it's still not even close to the James yeah. Stewart we know. Yeah, right, like, Tickle's a good rider. But you don't expect, oh, here's a perfect example. Since you had my phone this weekend, I couldn't tweet. But I was ready to give one of the, uh, another classic Nicoletti Stewart battle for knife. Yeah, that's true. He couldn't that's a good get point. him. That's a good point. You're right. He could not get, he couldn't close on him. So I'm thinking, I'm like, this, this can't be good. Like, how long, is he really going to do this week after week, year after year? Like, is the end nigh? Like, okay. Can we take for granted that if Stewart is intent and can't catch Nicoletti all year long, that this might be the end for Stewart? Is he going to ride around like that for three more years? Uh, certainly a guy from New York with moose gear beating him isn't going to sit well. No. I mean, let's face it. But, right. So the Sakamoto, it was like a completely different guy. It's like, oh, there's the James Stewart. That Maybe he yeah. wouldn't have beaten Villapoto, but it was a whole lot better. He probably would have got third, right? Yeah, but that's fine. You know what I mean? Yeah. Big difference. Right. Massive difference. And this is in the course of what, an hour? Um. Yeah, yeah, good point. Yeah, he just got the start. I, I don't know, but, you know, it, when he, he he had the starts at at Muddy Creek, too, or at least one of them, and still couldn't do anything with it. So, I don't well, know. I talked to him after the race, and he said that first moto was so bad. You know, the last three motos have been awful. And he said, he's like, if I knew I was going to run like this, I would have just gotten knee surgery back in January. Like, there's no point. Like, Supercross is already blown, you know. Yeah, but he, 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 he keeps saying that. Oh, this is terrible. I don't know what happened. And he keeps saying it, and, right. he, and these motos are accumulating. These terrible motos 
are accumulating. And he said he went down the line and said, I'm done with this. I am going to the front. I'm going to lead this moto. Now, maybe after the moto goes well, it's easy to say that that was right. mentality, but, right. it sure seemed, but it sure seems believable. I mean, he took that one by the throat. Like, he went around Grant and Dungey immediately. You have not seen anything like that, I feel like, in any of the motos this year until now. Yeah. And then broken, broken front disc rotor. Uh, the bushings broke. I think it was a floating one, and those, those, one of those bushings broke. Weird DNF on huh, JT. Weird deal. I don't know if I've ever broken one of those. Yeah, that's strange to me. Not, still not sure how that happened. Or, you know, I'm not a mechanic, so it just seems a little bit weird. Mm-hmm. You know, very random thing to go wrong. Um, JT, rat tray? There's the rat tray we know. Yeah, for sure. I think that's what, you know, I know we talked about this before, and you're kind of like, yeah, he's okay. That's a little bit more what I expected. Not a podium guy, but yeah. in the the four to seven right. conversation. He he really did some testing this week on his motor and his suspension, and he detuned the bike, he said. Detuning it was uh, the key to him, he said. It was just too fast, and he's still riding it like a 250F a little bit. So maybe this is a turnaround. Do you yeah, think? I heard, I heard Mitch talking about that a little bit on your yeah. post-race deal. Do you think uh, do you think this is a turnaround, Weech, on Rattray, or is this a, a one-off deal? He rode pretty strong. Yeah, he did. Uh, obviously, there's a big bike change. I think you got to say that this is like a legit thing and not just a freak. Hey, he got good starts, or he just happened to feel uh, good that day. But I do think that, that that whole pack in the 450 class is so close that it doesn't necessarily mean that you're going to see him four for it and podium it you know, from here on out. You know, mm-hmm. I think any of those guys – Barsha, you know, unless he was able to hold him back in the second moto, Barsha was his good moto one, Canaro's fast. Um, I think you could just as soon see him get seventh the next week, and it won't be like, what happened? Right. It's just how close that group is. Yeah. Yeah, if you get the start, you get the start. If you don't, you're done. Um, uh, Barsha, anybody talk to Barsha? Second moto was sort of uninspiring. I don't know what, what happened. Yeah, I didn't, I didn't see him. I, especially one week after me, um, Talking about uh, uh, how I thought, you know, he was his speed is fat is closer to Villapoto than Dunge, and he could be the one to pressure Villapoto. He just needs a bit of strength and a bit of race savvy, and then he goes out and shows that maybe maybe not so much. So thanks, Justin. Just uh, not that good of a day for him. I mean, obviously uh, three seven, but I don't know. It was a little, a little disappointed him. Yeah, Dungey had him up pretty good in that first one. Yes. I mean, they had a yes. pretty good lead, and Dungey what? It took two or three laps, and Dungey was yeah. already on him. Yeah, I was trying to, I was trying to erase that column from the internet like forever. I was trying to go back <laughs> and delete it, and like go to Google and ask Google to delete it. Yeah. So, um, uh, unless he rode well in a second moto, you got to give it up to the eight hundred Weege. Well, I talked to Tony at the beginning of the day. Oh yeah, I got some good in- information. Yeah. Yes. Um, two things. First, let's talk top secret technology. Okay. Yep. Um, there is a part. There is a top secret part. It is a part that no one else in the pits has. No one else racing this championship has this top secret part. Mm. However, they haven't had enough time to develop it, and they might not use it this year. But somewhere down the road, they're going to get it perfected and refined and honed, and they will have that part, and no one else will. So the two that weeks really, missing the two weeks of Supercross just could not get this secret part refined well enough 
Well, I asked that, and I said, aren't you disappointed? Because it would seem like you're going to have a big head start on everyone by skipping the last two Supercross rounds. Yeah. And he said, oh, that was never the goal. If you look at the calendar, this is the only four-race uh, stretch we have, four races in a row, right? You cannot take the risk of getting hurt without a weekend off to recover. So the goal was to just ride the first eight motos. Don't even worry about where you finish. Don't even worry about points. You're not trying to win the races. Tony told me the series actually hasn't even begun yet. Oh, okay. Oh, like Daytona and Supercross. Hmm. Series begins at Daytona. Absolutely. Right. So yeah. he's good. Tony said, do I look frustrated at all? I'm like, no, you don't. He's like, not. Yeah. Everything's fine. Okay. Wow. The series has not begun yet. Who knew? Yeah. Um, yep. Chad Reed's probably very I'm happy like, to hear that news right now. Chad Reed's probably the ecstatic. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to text him right now. He'll be excited. You should. Text them right now and say, dude, don't worry. The series has not started. Tony, um, you know, I, I, I think I've written a few things. I thought Mike Spike looked horrible at Hangtown, and I didn't think it looked much better at the other races. and uh, A little better maybe, but I wrote something about, you know, his bike is still not where it, I think, looks good on the track. And I'm not the only one who's, who said that. I've had a few people. Uh, we've talked, I've talked to a few people about that to make sure that I'm, I'm on the right path. So this weekend, Tony comes up to me and goes, hey, you know, Olin's, Olin's could be a really good sponsor for you, for your shows. And I'm like, oh, yeah? Yeah. He's like, uh, show is not going to give you any money. Olin's is big, dude. Olin's could be a sponsor. Olin's could give you some money. And I'm like, okay. And I didn't, 30 seconds after he walked off, I'm like, oh, there it is. Tony been reading that I'm critical of Mike's suspension and you know show was not going to give me any money but Olin's could so I need to you know praise Olin's so um yeah anyways funny so Olin's I mean great great stuff fantastic quality Swedish top quality gold <laughs> gold tubes I mean incredible suspension no doubt about it can't Mike's wait. bike looks awesome. Mike's bike looks phenomenal out there. It yeah. floats above yep. the bumps. Mm-hmm. Mm. Magic carpet. Ooh, look at that. A mail truck just pulled up with a check. <laughs> um, anyway, that was pretty funny. So, But Mike rode well. Um, Rattray hammered down to catch him in that uh, second moto and made up a couple seconds in, in one lap, looking at the lap times, and I was like, oh, okay. Oh, wow. And Mike saw that and answered it the next lap by, uh, you know, going a little faster than Rattray. And then they matched times. And they those two were lower than everybody else, except for the top two, of course, who were on another planet, the Ryans. But those two were faster than everybody else, and they were kind of in their own little race. It was pretty neat to say. Pretty neat so to third see. And, so you're saying third and fourth place were faster than everyone else on the track but first and second. No, but you see, JT. This is groundbreaking no, you information. See, you see, JT, what you don't understand is around mid race, three quarter of the race, everyone's a lot of guys are doing those same times, you know. And it was your start and it was your ability to sprint and get out that that got you into position. Soon after, though, Justin Barsha's, Trey Canards, Josh Grants of the world, are doing the same time as Alessi and Rattray, but they can't catch them. So okay, I'm just, I'm just shocked yeah. that. The first two are faster than third and fourth, yet third and fourth were faster than everyone else. Yeah. All right. Okay. Yep. Um, hey, uh, Weege, your your guys, JGR, they 
couldn't quite quit the pit stops this weekend. They had they had to do it. Yeah, I thought they did. I I thought they had made it, but no. I was incorrect. Grant pulled in right late in the game. Grant pulled in, twisted his ankle, pulled in, was gonna pull off, and then decided to go out and try it again. And he said it almost made him pull off again, and all of a sudden it felt well, and he started getting on it again. So, yep. Mm. I don't know if it's true. I don't know if he's hurt. No. It sounds to me like they were just keeping the pit stop streak alive. Yeah, yeah, perhaps. Yeah, pull in, pull in. Um, yeah, and then magically he was healed. I, I, I yeah. smell a rat here. Grant was fast, but, I mean, he's just, just going to keep doing what he's doing, right, where he, he'll have trouble or crash or be a little fragile or, or whatever. I don't know if he'll ever cure that at this point. How old do you think Josh Grant yeah. is, JT? Uh, he turned pro in 04. So you got to figure he's 25-ish. Okay, so, yeah. Terrible. You know, that's why you don't want your column last week to be pulled from the Internet because Pappas, this is the point you made about Grant. Like, this is why he will get paid. Yeah. That is enticing. That is hard for teams to pass up. No, it is. It is. Yeah. Um, but, no, like, I, he held off Gunji and Villapoto. He did. No, yeah, he was good. That's, ooh, that's worth some dollars. Uh, you know, I had, like I said, I had a writer tell me that it's a joke that he makes so much money, and a guy like Nicoletti makes no money. And I'm like, nope, actually, it's, it's not. <laughs> yeah. Um, so yeah. Uh, Sipes was good, six six, cool, solid. Trey Kennard, uh, seven five. Trey said he was not happy with Sipes in the moto because uh, he was going faster than him, and every time he pulled up alongside him, he said Sipes would just gas it and get all out of control and pull a second, and then Kennard would catch him back. And then as soon as Trey got by him, he said Sipes dropped way back. So he was like, I understand if it's like two or three laps to go, but this was halfway. So it's kind of funny to hear Trey Kennard, you know, not complain, but yeah, I guess. Yeah, but what do you want him to do, pull over? Well, I guess he just was like, hey, come on. I'm all over you. Yeah, I understand, but what do you, I mean, I don't know. Um, I, don't, well, I don't think you, he's going to just move over for him. Is there not? If Trey had been Trey had been winning races, then yes, maybe I could understand. Like, but right, I don't really think that Sipes is like this guy's going to beat me no matter what every time right now. I really well, don't think he looks at Trey like that. I mean, that. I think I think Trey's evidence was that as soon as he passed him, Sipes dropped way back. Like he he was well, going, yeah, you know, I understand. That's yeah. not you know that's pretty typical. But I I, don't, I think Sipes felt like he could beat him. Like Sipes was running up front all day, kind of right. beat him the first moto, you know. Weege, uh, did you get to drop Jake Weimer training with Matt Walker on the telecast? Did that happen? I did. I did. I got it in. Fantastic. Yes. So, yes, I put it in there. So Matt Walker um, is going to turn Jake Weimer's career around. Well, I explained the very narrow focus of the um, <laughs> Matt Walker training, which is that Weimer's going there for like a few days to ride some ruts. Right. Very extensive. Yeah. I'm going there a few days because he's got a track with ruts. And Weimer told me, yeah, I don't even know the guy. He was before my time, but I saw photos on the Internet of his track. I thought it looked sweet. Then I went on his website, and I emailed him, and I borrowed Cien Cirillo's motorhome because he's got hookups. And I said, can I come ride your track? And he said, yeah, no problem, dude. Come on down. And somehow that turned into Weimer's coming down to train with me. Hmm. Yeah, and, and, and you know what that means. Like when, when that gets put out there, let's take another step. When you hear Weimer's. Weimer is coming to train there, then that makes it sound like Weimer has now broken up with yes. Filippoto, Alden, 
a Cincerillo's down there. So when I told him that, he's like, um, I'm driving Cincerillo's motorhome there. So doesn't really sound like I have a bad relationship with the guys in Florida, does it? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Let's uh, stole it. Maybe, maybe uh, Cincerillo doesn't. Let Cincerillo doesn't know. Yeah, maybe yeah, just breaking in. <laughs> JT, uh, not a good day for the BTO Sports KTM team. Yeah, not not especially the second moto. First moto wasn't great, but second moto was just atrocious. You know, Les Smith. Both of our guys were down within, you know, two turns, and then the other guy, Spike, had a problem as well. Yeah, Les Smith's, uh, uh, you know, support rider for the team. He's out early with bike problems. Shorty's bike quits. Takes Burner out, though, before as he goes down, just to make sure he cleans him out, right? Yeah, it was just, yeah, one of those deals where – we were not meant to do well that moto. What was Andrew's deal in the first moto, though? He must have crashed at some point. He was up to fifth or sixth. Looking uh, he started fourth and just rode poorly. I mean, he even admitted just didn't ride good. You mean nothing and happened? Went back. No. Oh, yeah, no. that wasn't good then at all. No, uh, just didn't just didn't have the pace. Steadily, kind of works his way back. Wow. Yeah. Um, your guy Chad Reed, JT. Faded in the yeah, not yeah. not a good day. Second moto was really good for a long time, a while, and they yeah. just you know completely just gave out. You know, he just looked like he had nothing. He was just going straight backwards in a hurry. You know, <laughs> it was a marked marked difference. Like it was just like, okay, you're good, you're good, you're good, and then all of a sudden he was just done. Yeah. Well, I hope he doesn't even get on a bike this week. He needs to just not even bother, right? Just yeah, I don't know. I, I, would, I don't know enough about what's wrong to even say. Right. Right. You know, I have no idea. So, um, he told the pit reporter, which you'll not hear on the TV show, but he did tell the pit reporter she did not report it. He told her he didn't ride the week leading to the race. He was going to try that. Let me try this. You know, let me try not riding the week leading up and see how that does. Um, mm, that didn't work. Yeah, yeah. It was it was definitely better for a little while. That was the thing, though. What did Tyler Rat Ray say? No. He responded to it, so I guess it's okay. Yeah, it's all right, right? He did not say you mean me or? Ah, uh, no, to her. No, so I'm saying, imagine if he had said that. Well, I'm Tyler. Yeah, he turned around and looked oh, behind him oh. like she wasn't talking to him. Yeah, 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 right. Like, I'm Tyler, but I'll try to get Tyler Rat Ray over yeah. here. <laughs> right away. That's <laughs> the question. That's like. Uh, um, you're not asking me. <laughs> Rat Ray? Rat Ray, Rogi? <laughs> <laughs> it's like Scooby-Doo. Uh, no, no. Is it Scooby-Doo? What is it? I think it's Scooby-Doo. Anyways, um, Phil Nicoletti. Dog. Phil Nicoletti, JT. Phil yeah. Nicoletti. Yeah, he's good. He's good. Ah. Filthy, even. I heard you called him filthy on the on the broadcast, Weege. Good job. Um, yes, but there, uh, Emig almost stumbled upon a new nickname. Earlier in the day, we were watching practice, mm-hmm. and they said, is it Filthy Phil or Nasty Nick? And I'm like, Nick? Who's Nick? He's like, Nicoletti. No, 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 no. I didn't no. realize that. No, that's if, terrible. Is there a Nasty Nick <laughs> movement? No. Under, is there an undercurrent? No. Is on the forecast? No. Stop trying to make that happen. That's terrible. I had not ever heard Nasty Nick, but he was confused. He, he must have heard it somewhere. Oh, and by the way, <laughs> Justin the Jet has not been dropped yet, to my knowledge. 
No. <laughs> no. Not as, as um it hasn't taken off yet, which is the, <laughs> the joke I showed the team. It hasn't exactly taken off yet. Literally the jet has not taken off. It's not taken off. Uh bad day for Brighton again. A thirteenth overall, but uh, yeah. Uh, Mookie was up there for a bit and crashed first motor. Don't you think that Grant doing that? Like, okay, in the end, the result was terrible for Grant. What did he even get in that second moto after pulling off? Did he get any points? He got eighth. No, he got eighth. Wait a minute. He pulled in the mechanics area and still got eighth. Still got eighth, yes. He was back to like 17th or something at one point and worked Swip up to eighth. Wow, I want to look at, I can't wait to look at the lap charts in that moto for him. Like leading, holding off Filippoto Dunge, then going all the way back to 17th and getting eighth. Yeah, hold on. You keep talking. I'll pull it up here. Let me see. Yeah. Um, Point being, I would say things have gone that bad for them, and I'm not backing or trying to ask them yet, but I'll, I'm sure I will at some point. But I would think even those whatever three or four laps of glory for Grant is just awesome if you're them. Like a ray of sunshine, wouldn't you think? JT? Like, do you think Corey was fist pumping? Oh, yeah. I mean, that was a noticeable difference. I mean, the guy was leading the race, whole-shotted, leading, and then... Even with a pit stop, you still, you know, he should have been like a four-six kind of day or six-four or whatever kind of day. Uh, but yeah, obviously had some problems, but I mean, huge, huge improvement. Yeah. So, yeah. It, I mean, not exactly what you want or why you came to the race, but it's definitely a, a step in the right direction, which they haven't had at all. Nineteen. So. He he was back to like thirteenth at one point. So I don't. He must have not pulled in very long. That's about the lowest I can get him at. 13. Well, those JGR guys are good at pit stops, so I doubt he was there long. No, for sure. But no, that's that. I mean, if I had a team, and I was well, obviously, if I had a team, the the sport would be you know shattered. But um, by my groundbreaking rider techniques, but um. I would not sign Josh Grant. I would not sign him on my team. But I can get why people do. I can get why people want to. I can get why people pay him some money. You know, and that's it. That's that, that's what he did is probably, is it better than Tyler Rattray going 4-4? It's close, right? No. I, mean, I don't think so. You don't think fans are leaving there and, and some sponsors and industry people? Aren't leaving there going, thinking more about Josh Grant than Tyler Rattray's four four. Uh, I don't think so. Just because it's okay, gonna look really good on paper to be able to say you went four four. But I, I do think it was really good for Josh Grant. But yeah. Tyler had a really strong day. I mean, he was at the front all day, both motos. Okay, was it better than Michael Lessie's day of going ten three? Uh, Sipes six six it was better than Sipes' day for sure. He finished one spot behind him. Anyways, um, I think the thing you have to factor in is that it's not just – I don't think the team side Grant thinking what we're going to get out of him is every once in a while he'll lead a few laps and then pull into the pits and then get ace. You know what I mean? I think it's that you're thinking maybe there's a chance he has that speed and puts everything else together and gets third, whereas with Rattray you feel like the 4-4, that's about as good as it's going to get, right? Yeah. That's about as good as it's going to get. Rattray is not going to – all of a sudden go fast enough to battle Villapoto and Dungey. Mm-hmm. But I think the theory is you get Grant and there's a chance he's fast enough to battle them and doesn't have any problems and he's in shape 
and he gets third, by the way. Right. Now, does that actually happen? It hasn't yet. It hasn't happened very often in his career, but I, I don't think that you get him thinking he's going to lead laps and then pull into the pits and run into problems and get hurt. You're hoping that he goes that fast and everything else is good, too. That's the potential that tantalizes. Yeah, I agree. There's not a disclaimer when he signed his contract. Like, you guys know I'm not going to finish, right? No. <laughs> that's, that wasn't the deal. Like, yeah. <laughs> they still expect him to do the same thing everybody else does, which is finish. So, you're, but you're, yeah, and you then know, just go obviously the potential is there. Yeah, that's why he gets paid. He doesn't get paid to lead laps and pull off. It's not right. that. Kochi was there. Maybe it was the, the inspirational Joe Gibbs was yeah. hanging out. It's that time again. Thanks for listening to the Racer X podcast show brought to you by BTOsports.com, presented by Thor MX. I appreciate it. Don't forget to click on the Amazon banner on PulpMX.com to help out PulpMX.com. We appreciate it. Listen to these commercials. Buy from these sponsors. Thank you for listening. See you on the other side. The Podcast Show is brought to you by BTOsports.com. Whether you are looking for new gear, helmets, boots, or you need to rebuild your bike from the ground up, BTO is your source for all of your motocross needs. As a proud sponsor of the BTO Sports KTM race team and the heart of the BTO Sports amateur motocross team, it is obvious that we are about more than being just a store. We support the sport that supports us. us. We at BTO Sports want to give back to you, the listener, for supporting us and the Racer X Podcast Show. Use coupon code Pulp MX when placing your order at btosports.com for a VIP listener discount. Certain brand restrictions will apply. For 2013, JT Racing enters its next generation with the all-new Evolve Light, ProTech, Enduro, and Limited Edition collections, taking quality and innovation to a whole new level. Also available in youth sizes, each collection is built with high-grade materials offering its own unique characteristics to meet the demands of today's riders, both recreationally and competitively. To find a dealer or view the entire collection online, log on to JTRacingUSA.com. Championship proven. Many motocross apparel brands make that claim, but only Thor can back it up. As America's first motocross apparel brand, Thor has set the standard for delivering the highest quality performance racewear on the market for the past 45 years. With champions like Ryan Villapoto, Blake Baggett, and Dean Wilson to name a few, our products truly are championship proven. To see all the new 2013 products, visit ThorMX.com or head to your local Thor Parts Unlimited dealer. Thor, the official racewear of Supercross. All right, anything else 450-wise? I just want to ask on the Stewart thing. Um, at the end of the conversation I had with him uh, after the race, he's like, he's like, I needed to bring James Stewart back. I brought James Stewart back. And I'm like, okay, is James Stewart back for Bud's Creek? And he said, no, Bubba's back for Bud's Creek, which Matt and I thought was awesome. That was like, I think that's fourth person, I think, at that point. <laughs> yeah, I think so, yeah. That's fourth person? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what that is, but it's awesome. Yeah. Okay, but um, getting aside, um, is this a sign of, okay, Villapoto, he's proven he's the guy, the points lead is getting a little bit bigger, this might not be as exciting a season as we thought it was going to be, but is this a sign of, okay, we might still have some good races ahead 
Stu gets this together, we might be looking for some good battles. Is this a sign? No. No. Stu no? Stu's top end right now is third. Right. So at no point in that in that second moto were you no forecast well, green yellow at all. Well, I mean, you know, you know, it, there was a storm brewing. There were clouds coming in, but it was early, you know. But, I mean, look, yeah, we joke around and we kid around about, you know, my raining yellow and all that, and I'm a fan of James Stewart. He's, th- things he's done on a motorcycle just blow me away, incredible, nothing like I've ever seen before. But I, right now he's not, he's not on the he's Third is the best he can do, no matter what. Third. So, it pains me to say that, but it might it may not rain yellow all year, JT. You know what? I honestly was watching it, and I'm like, he started pulling away early. He did. And I'm like, if he goes away right now, he's got a shot. But as soon as the gap stops growing, it's over. He's got to get far away from these guys. It was too early. Like he. It was only well, four laps that's, in. Yeah, that's what I was saying. In, like yeah. he's got to get away. Like if he doesn't right. pull a huge gap, these guys will eat him up the rest of the moto. And as soon as it was like, I don't know, five or six minutes in, whenever the gap stopped growing, and then it just like the second the gap shrunk at all, I'm like, that's over. It's done. <laughs> right, right, yeah. right. It's the first so, time you saw those. Yeah. Uh, there was a second where I'm like, well, you know what? This guy's won a lot of races. If he just goes and goes and goes, he can win. But as soon as that stopped for one second, that was all gone out of my head. Like, it was like, oh, it's over. Hmm, yeah. I don't know. I don't, it doesn't look good. But, you know, uh, Villapoto's got a 16-point lead already. It's early, but 16 points after four rounds. Almost. Well, imagine if he didn't crash last week. Right. Be a big lead, yeah. Um, okay, 250s? Yeah, he has a lot of close calls, though. I mean, if you, and, and JT, I can interrupt you to be sure right now. You'll see, I mean, there's probably five or six whoa lookout moments. I know the track was pretty gnarly there in that second motor, but it doesn't help. Um, but do you guys think that Benji takes anything out of that and says, hey, okay, the guy's beating me right now. I'm down by 16 points. But he's having a couple of moments in every moto, and he's got to save that every time for nine more rounds. You know, you, uh, Take any of that out of that? I don't because I saw this guy, the number four, have sketchy <laughs> moments for 10 years. Yeah. JT, yeah. right? I mean, yeah. that dude, there were so many like, oh, he's dead. He's dead. Uh, find out where his funeral is. You know, find out where, he, where if he wants to go to Tallahassee. Because the guy was just, I mean, when you're on your game and you just, these things don't happen, you save it or whatever. Like, it, yeah. I, I, I mean, if you're Dungey and you're in his camp, you have to believe that and have to tell each other that and have to be like, he's, he's on the verge. He's on the, he's going to eat shit. Don't worry. Just be there. Just be there. That's what you're telling yourself. Absolutely. But I don't see it happening. Yeah. I just think he's, he's able to ride on that edge and he's going to, he might crash, you know, a couple times this year, but I asked him, uh, I don't know. I think he's comfortable with it. I asked him about it. Like, I'm like, Hey, you're at the top of your game right now. Adora's like, you're better than you were when you won the title, and you know what do you think it is? And he's just like, man, my bike. He really credited his bike. He's like, the bike is just better than it was back then. Just I feel great suspension, chassis, uh, motor is just it's just way better than it was back then. I'm like, huh? Okay. Weimer told me the same thing. So, 
Maybe we'll get you Wal- mentioned unlocked hips. Did he credit unlocked hips? Um, no, but I would like to get Matt Walker to ride the bike, Weimer's bike, and he can maybe tell us what's up. Oh, okay. Uh, 250s? You want to move on to that? Yeah, imagine if Timmy was on the bike now. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Speaking of Timmy, Gary thought. 1-1-2 in his qualifier. Fell down in the first turn in the third moto. Mike Treadwell beat him. Mike effing Treadwell. Wow. Yep. He's got to be happened. he's got to be 70. <laughs> how old I see is Treadwell every year? How oh, he's a great guy. Yeah. Great. I see him at Southwick whatever. He's just watching now. But Yeah, t- he comes to Daytona and all those races. He comes to the races. He's got to be 70. No. He's <sighs> pretty old, man. He's in his 40s. I beat Tim Ferry at the regional. Uh, If I were Treadwell, I would retire right now. It doesn't get any better than that. Just go out on top. (laughs) Don't even go to Loretta's. Um, All right. Hey, uh, Weege, Moose can. Wow. You know, he won last week, and it's like, ah, 2-2. That's cute. He won. He's fast. He, you know, took advantage of some some things. Uh, You know, he he won his other national with a 2-2 score. He really, you know, he's just Marvin Muscan. He, he's fast, but he can't win this. Well, holy crap balls. Maybe he can. That was a great ride. There was a big swing, I think, in the first moto. Um, Tomac got the third is way back, and Tomac started reeling him in, and it looked inevitable like, well, what can you say? Roxon and Tomac are the two fastest guys. Why? Because there comes a point in time. Sometimes you need to unzip your pants, lay your balls on the gas tank. <laughs> And show everybody what you got. Yes. And it just seemed like Tomac, you're like, Roxanne and Tomac are the two fastest guys, and that's what this comes down to. But the last two or three laps, Muscan responded and stepped up and actually not only kept the gap to Tomac where it had started, and they caught Roxanne toward the end. They did. And even though he only got second in the moto, you watch the TV show, and Megan and I are like, that was pretty big. He just showed that he could answer Tomac's charge. And then... Second moto, he took it all the way to the point where he won the moto straight up. I mean, Roxanne had every shot at him and couldn't. They, they both did. They both unzip their pants, put their balls in the gas tank. No, I think they did. If you look closely, Muscan's balls are out. They are. They are. That was yeah. good. Yeah. They were on that's, the tank. That's what he needed. That's. And again, what did I say last week in my column? Ah, he's good. I don't think he can put his balls on the <laughs> on the crossbar though, and and you know, full on. And, Man. He is what he is, right? Yeah, he is what he is. Yeah, we need to delete, delete that column, please. Because uh, um, <laughs> he did it. Man, he was really good. I was very, very impressed. And Yeah, like you said, I mean, I'm sure Roxon cruised a bit in the last lap of that first moto, but shit, man, if he had cruised a little bit more, it would have been serious problems. You know, he had a, about an eight-second lead and was down to like three or something. Um, yeah. The whole thing, I, I tweeted this, JT, and, uh, well, obviously, Moose can rode great, and, you know, he's, he's now got two wins most of the year. And, um, But uh, Tomac, this whole thing boils down to whether he can get a start or not. Yeah, he's uh, – man, he's fast, but he's having a hard time getting up there. Um, I really didn't kind of see him struggling this bad in some of the motos. You know, I didn't expect him to be running eighth or ninth. At ten minutes after the race started, you know, but uh, I think it kind of shows that there is a lot of depth in that class now. He, Having you know, the guys are all fast. So he, he did 
put a nice charge in the, in the last 10 minutes of that second moto. Yeah, he did, but you just yeah. expect him to be able to do that earlier. Right. But, yes, I mean, I'm not trying to take anything away from him more than I'm just saying that the class seems like it's really deep and everybody's kind of yeah. going really fast. I, I, I spoke to Mike LaRocco after the race, and I said, uh, Mike, what, what do we got to do about Eli's starts? Oh, oh, wait, never mind. Never mind. Let me <laughs> let me go move on. Where's, where's Brooks? <laughs> but, uh, um, yeah, it, it, Mike did say, though, that he, he's been trying to get Eli away from – and I want to go back and look at some gate positions um, if I get a chance – Mike says that Eli's putting himself in position on the gate where it's boom or bust. Like he's getting maybe the first or second pick or whatever it is, and he's lining up on the inside. But if he doesn't get the jump, he gets pinched off. Mike would like to see him go more over the middle, I would imagine, or around the box so you have some room if you don't make it happen. So something to that, I guess. Um, Roxon Roxon looks good. Again, um, have we have we closed the book, Weege, on Roxon's um, – it was a perfect day at High Point. It was maybe the one of the best days ever in the world, ever, anywhere. But have we closed the book on Roxon not uh, not being able to withstand the, 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 the rigors of two motos? Or not yet? Not quite yet? No, I don't think quite yet. I don't think quite yet because he's won every first moto, right? Mm-hmm. So the only motos he's actually um, been beaten this year are second motos. Now he just he crashed in the second moto last week, so you can't really count that. Mm-hmm. But he definitely wasn't the same dude in the second moto at Lakewood that he was in the first. He was definitely tired. I mean, you can just watch it. He was tired. And in this one, I mean, he bared down on Muscan, but he couldn't get him. I think that leaves, you know, everybody's just looking for that little bit of confidence, right? That little bit of edge. So I got to think if you're a Muscan and Tomac battling him for the title, you got to think, hmm, sometimes late in the second moto, he can't have, he doesn't have the same magic that he does in moto one. I think that they've, 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 he's not as vulnerable as last year, but I do think they see some cracks in the armor there. Right. I would, if I were them. You agree with that, JT? Uh, yeah, for sure. Yeah. I don't think he did anything to alleviate that concern. You okay. know, it was not a hot day at all. Um, and he, I mean, he didn't win. So. Really don't like German people. Yeah, no, I, I've I've never shown any uh, any kind of reason why I would ever cheer for a German. Uh, Osborne, that, that first moto was bad. That was not a good first moto. Osborne got the whole shot and apologized on the podium. I'm sorry, I don't know what happened. I'll be better next moto. And then, uh, but he was third place. Wait, he said I don't know what happened. Yeah, on the Ooh. podium, he's like I don't know what went on. I don't. Know. He I mean, collided with Anderson. Um, and I thought, to the point where I thought something was wrong with his bike, he dropped back so fast in the collision. You know? Mm, the the fade had begun. The collision happened because of the fade. Because, like, dudes right. were blowing by him. Right, That's right. why they – and as generous to say it was a collision because he pretty much took Anderson out. But I think he was mad because Anderson passed him and cut across. I think – not right. hit him, but I think get to a different line. But he still cut across. Yeah. Um, yeah. He, he did. took him out. He did. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it, it was the, the 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 jump there that that corner jump. And JT, what is that thing like? What 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 are you? Is it tough to set up for? Uh, yeah. I mean, it's pretty. It's a pretty big jump, and you're you're kind of riding the side of the tire, taking off the whole thing. So yeah, it's yeah. a tough jump. Yeah, it seemed like it was real key to get you know set up for it. Obviously, every lap you're on a corner, and you especially on a two fifty F, like you really got to hit that thing right. 
Look at Dillapoto yeah, in the second photo, how he set up for it. He basically was so deliberate. Um, it was like a freestyle jump. Like, he didn't even bother to go fast on the corner. It was just do whatever you can to make sure you get over this jump clean. And that's and then just 450 guy. Accelerate up the front, yeah, up the face. Yeah. Yep. Uh-oh. Um, you know who's not the same rider? Talking about who's not the same guy. Blake Baggett. What's going on, Weech? Did you talk to him? Uh, yeah. Um, the wrist is really not good. I almost feel like the Hangtown thing was misleading because he did do pretty well there. And so it made you think the wrist maybe wasn't going to be as bad as it actually is turning out to be. He told me Saturday morning that he basically can't do 30-minute motos at home still. The only 30-minute motos he's doing are the races. Okay, so he's telling some people, I know, the wrist is fine, no excuses, but you're getting a different story. Well, I even said that to him. I'm like, listen, dude, I've talked to enough of you wacky riders that when you tell me something's this bad, since usually you hide things, I tend to believe that you're lying when you tell me something's this bad. Mm Because usually, you know, when dudes are hurt, they tell you they're not hurt. So when a dude's going out of his way to tell you how hurt he is, it just doesn't seem believable. And he's like, no, man, I'm being straight up. He's like, I can't do – he's like, I can test, and I can do most of my off-the-bike training, but I still can't do it. Like, he literally can't, like, lift any kind of weights or do push-ups and stuff. He's like, I can do most of my off-the-bike stuff, and I can test. And he's like, I cannot go out and do 30-minute motos. Like, mm. it just trashes it. Right. So maybe he's lying, maybe he's not. But I have to say, if you look at the results, oh, you should believe him. I should I mean, no, he's no, not the same sure. guy. No. No. Yeah. I think he's telling the truth. I have a I have a good relationship with Mitch Payton, or at least I feel I do anyways. I speak to him quite a bit. Um, great guy. And the he's just losing it every week. More and more. He, it's it's not good over there right now. He's not happy with Justin Hill. He's not happy with Martin. Uh, Durham, he was okay with this weekend. Baggett, he doesn't know. Rattray saved the day, but he's he's getting worse every weekend. He's just not used to this. He's not happy over there. Um, I think by by the time uh, Elsinore comes around, I don't know. He may just light himself on fire. He just that's it. I'm out. I'm checking out. Because you know, there he's like, it's not us. We're trying, man. We're testing. We're trying. So, not pumped on Justin Hill. Told told Hill, um, go out in practice. First lap, you've never been here before. Here's five guys. You get in behind one of these five guys, and if they slow down, you slow down. If they speed up, you speed up. One of these five guys and find the way around this track. And he never did it. Never did it. So then, second practice, Mitch said, okay, you are going to start first. I don't care. What you have to do, you need to start first. And when someone passes you, you ball go balls out and keep up to them. And if they, another guy passes you, you get behind them. And he said he did that, and he was okay with that. And then after the first moto, Mitch asked him if he was having fun. He said he was, and that prompted Mitch to lay into him. We're not here for fun. We're not here for fun. You got 11th. <laughs> I don't want to hear you had fun. I want to see you have throw up all over you or blood or dirt everywhere. Or something. It was quite a rant. Quite a rant by Mitch. Um, yeah. And Martin, he's just, you know, he's just said he's not in good enough shape. Needs to get faster. And, uh, but like you said, Durham was all right. He was happy with Durham because he's working hard, I guess. Or, you know, he's still still in pain from Hangtown. 
and his second moto, he got a hole in the radiator, and he had to pull off, which I didn't even realize that. But it's because the phone service was so crappy there. Um, a quarter of the way into the second 250 moto, I went in the press tent to go t- to go tweet because I couldn't get anything through. So, and then I found a bunch. I found out why the other media guys could tweet a lot more because they were in the press tent. So, um. As your boss, I'll rec- I would recommend you should go to the press tent more often under those circumstances. Yeah, I would recommend putting in cell towers um, instead. Okay, uh, I'll note that. I'll, I'll run that up the up the food chain. Yeah, yeah. See what you can do. Um, okay. Bogle Bogle was good. This this guy this was a big year for him, JT, and he's uh, he's showing something, running up front, getting starts. Yeah, he was he was you know what kind of the Buddy Creek was where I saw a lot out of him, and then he just kind of carried that on this weekend. So mm-hmm. uh, kind of look for this the rest of the year from him, maybe even better. Yeah. <clears throat> Savachi, I was impressed in that second moto, fifth place. Held really it strong. Good. Yeah, he's he's been up and down a little bit. Like, I don't know. Yeah. That's his first year he's yeah. learning. Yeah. And he's, I think he's exceeding expectations by anybody's, uh, you know, anybody's yeah. level of what, you know, what they saw coming from him. He's he's doing well, I, I think. And this was this kid wasn't that highly touted coming out of Loretta's. He didn't do that great at Loretta's last year. Um, and then Supercross was obviously a revelation. And then just kind of keep on, you know, he's running even when you're we're not talking about it much. He's running right around ten, eleven, twelve. And then this weekend, obviously, was really good. The second moto. So let me ask you this, JT. He's one point ahead of Hill. But you're you're right. you're saying Savachi's okay and Hills maybe not. Is it just the team? Is that well, does that make the difference? Expectations. Yeah. I mean, okay. Justin Hills on, the, you know, arguably the most successful team in history in the lights class, and then you have Savachi who was on JDR, then really didn't have a ride, then they created a ride. So, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, I mean, it's all about what you're what you're looking for from a person. You could be finished in the same exact spot, but you know, if, if when I was racing, if I got fifth or sixth place, versus if Ryan Dungey got fifth or sixth place, it's a very different fifth or sixth place. Yes, so. it is. Yes, it is. Um, Anderson Weege didn't have that good of a day. There was a collision with with um, Osborne. It left him on the ground for a while, but he did come back strong from there. He lost a lot of positions trying to get his bike going. Second moto was uh, was all right. Seventh, so. He's, he had a bad start in second moto. I didn't. I don't remember seeing him. I don't up there. remember seeing him either up there. Um, I feel like that's been every week for him. He has like one moto with a good start and one moto with a bad start. Does it seem like that? Yeah, yeah. You don't. Yeah, you always notice him chart. Yeah, he was seventh in the second moto. So and he finished. Yeah, he finished seventh. The same thing last week. It was yeah. like his result was pretty good considering where he right. started. He's I think he just can't get over the hump. Like he's right it's close. On the, well, yeah. What was he, sixth in points? And I think he had a best moto finish here of a fourth. It's like the ultimate just can't get over that. You're not quite in top five points, and yeah. you have it on the podium. Right. You're one position behind each. Wharton had a terrible day, his teammate. I don't know what happened there. I talked to um, – I went over the Rockstar truck uh, between first and second motos because they had the – we actually had an intermission this time, unlike the last two weeks. And uh, not, not pumped over there. You had um, Izzy. I think it's back out. They think he might have tore his knee again. Um, Anderson got taken out by Osborne, and Wharton they say he has arm pump, major arm pump issues. Wow. Yeah. 
So yeah. not a good day over there for yeah. the 250 guys. Life War- good. Wharton had been on a slow improvement since the start, but he took a step yeah. back at high point. Yeah. Kyle Peters, hey, 16th. Speaking of arm pump, speaking of arm pump, uh, we didn't get to all the way around. We started talking about the Osborne Anderson incident. I didn't get to talk about Osborne. Maybe I wasn't supposed to. Maybe I wasn't supposed to go public for this, but I also visited him in the truck between races, and mm-hmm. I was like, "Dude, what was the deal on that first moto?" And he's like, "I'm getting arm pump weege every first moto. It's a major problem. I don't know what the problem is, but I'm getting arm pump, and I can barely even ride." Um, I don't know if he wants that out there, but he told me, "Sorry, bro." Nah, it's Osborne, dude. We, we, yeah, it doesn't matter. Yeah. He's an echo. Yeah. Well, I mean, I'm just saying, he said on the podium, I don't know what's wrong, and then he tells me, oh. I got arm pump. Oh, okay. So, a little weird, but... Well, I think Mathis has already alluded to that somewhere. You already talked oh. about him getting arm pump. Mm, did I? I don't remember. Yeah. But, yeah. yeah, he's definitely... He's had a... It, it's It's been bad first motos and great second motos every weekend for him, so... Um, totally logical you, explanation. Like that's exact. That's exactly what that would be. You are you're quite the social butterfly between motos. I enjoy it when we get this opportunity. Yeah, I mean, get out of the trailer and reporters go. report, man. Yeah, no, that's what they do. I'm doing. I was at the Cowie truck and uh, in between motos. I was upstairs with the riders. the The mood was light, man. Typical of the Cowie guys, like. <laughs> insane lightness like wrestling and throwing things and pinching and punching and i was just very bizarre it was weird yeah it was a very happy mood over there after the moto one in between i was just trying to get some coffee and see how everybody was so um anything else i feel like i feel like uh uh alex martin should be doing a bit better but, oh, his bike exploded. Yeah, his bike exploded in the second moto. And then I read... Who, did somebody... Are you serious? Oh, yeah. yeah. He was on my fantasy team, so I was, it was much to my dismay. <laughs> Is it not a joke again, just like last week? It's not a no. joke. No, well, the, the, on Lakewood, his bike didn't make it uh, back from the parade lap. Or it, it made it back, but then it couldn't, couldn't start the moto. But where did I read that he has a 450 practice bike? Or did I read that? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. I read the same. Dear Chad Sander, what the F is going on with your program, right? I mean, we can say that at this point. <laughs> Alex has got to be just, yeah, wondering what is – like, it's hard to ride when you're flinching trying to prepare for the connecting rod to go through your helmet. <laughs> you know, like, it's tough when you're out there. You're like, ah, oh. you know, if I hit 10,000 revs. I could, I could get a circlip in the eye. So, <laughs> can I can I share the joke? We were, were Mathis. You remember you and I were talking about Canfield um, about security at the races and, and and terrorist attacks. You remember any of that? Can I share any of that? <laughs> I don't know. I don't remember. I don't think you don't remember this. It was your it was your best line of the weekend for oh, sure. It was. All right, I'm just gonna I'm just gonna do it. Oh yeah, no no. Today, Canfield, yes yes yeah. you can share. Yeah, go ahead. I can't tell if you know this, but, uh, you know, there's been terrorist attacks and people are taking it seriously. I'm, I'm hearing rumors that you might have to start frisking riders between motos and scaling them up and making sure there aren't any riders equipped with weapons of mass destruction and bombs and all that. And he's like, oh, yeah, I'm ready. I'm ready. And then we talked about that movie, The Naked Gun, where Leslie Nelson was an umpire and a, a player was going to have a bomb on him, and he had to frisk everybody as they came to home plate. And then Matthew says, 
if you're a terrorist, just put a bomb in an 1110 Mach bike. No one would ever suspect. <laughs> it's not so normal. <laughs> no, oh, really, right? Boy. It wouldn't, wouldn't matter. And, and there wouldn't even be an investigation. No, there would be no investigation. It'd be like, oh man, the motor blew up and took out some spectators. A lot of them this time. So, no, absolutely. I did see them pushing Alex Alex Martin's bike over to the Rock River Semi after the race. Oh really? Yeah. I don't know why. I don't know. I don't know. That that's no one liked the flat black box fan better than us at Racer X. Correct? No one promoted oh, yeah. it. No one talked oh, yeah. about it. No one. I mean, we were on the we're on the team, basically. They should put a shield on that box fan. Let's be honest. Right, and I and I was happy. And Chad Sanders is a friend of all of ours, and it was mm-hmm. great to see them him rewarded with Yamaha support. This is what this is what America is all about. This is like Tony Montana getting everything coming over from Cuba. Well, maybe not, but. This is like the little guy, you know, getting rewarded and good job for Yamaha. And, and it's just, I mean, it's just epically failure. You know, like, hey, if you own a small little team, like, what's the team that's all black? The back in black team. Oh, the Crosley radio team. Yeah, yeah. Who, yeah. Is, who is that guy? Some guy from Kentucky? Jacob Balmer. Right, okay. Yeah. If you're that team, you know, your dream is to get support, I'm sure, from uh, – uh, a factory. Well, kiss that goodbye, Crosley Radio. No one wants to help teams like you now because it could end up being another 1110, and that's too bad. We j- that's pretty harsh, man. Well, no, really? I'm, just, I'm just saying. I'm just like, I mean, this is, this is why sometimes the little teams don't get rewarded because team, the big OEM guys are like, ah, oh, are they going to be around? Who who runs it? Yeah. What's their funding? Yep. Like, you know, there's just so many questions here. Let's let's go with the Mark Kwame of the world, which that doesn't work either. But that's the that that works faster. You know what I mean? So that's all. Um, I do say over and over that all Yamaha has done, all Yamaha has done, is what everybody said the future of the sport was going to be until they actually did it, and now everybody makes fun of them like that's the dumbest idea ever. You know what <laughs> right, I mean? Right, yeah. They can go back 15 years and everybody's like, look at NASCAR. Look how car racing works. They're not supposed to be factory teams. They should be private teams with with help from the factories. That's the direction it's going. Yeah. And now people are like, how dumb are they to support all these private teams and not have a factory team? Right. Well, they did what was supposedly going to be the wave of the future, but, man, it has not been no not been good. No, uh, Brady Kiesel is also on 11-10. He got a point. He did good well. He did well last weekend, too. So should be noted. Um, what else? What else happened, guys? Anything 250-wise? Anything in the race-wise? Um, mm, did, you, did you guys like my AMA meatballs Instagram? Yeah, that was pretty good. Come on. <laughs> I was laughing for 20 minutes about that. It just, <laughs> it just captured everything. It just captured it all right there. <laughs> AMA meatballs. Like, just perfect. <laughs> Oh, I couldn't couldn't ask for a better deal. Um, yeah, Weech, um, you got on the track late, huh? Ten o'clock, Jesus. Ten o'clock, wow! I know, right? Like, what are you doing? Um, lots of race reports, lots of posting photos, lots of proofing other people's press releases because I happen to be there when they need something proofread. 
but most importantly, waiting on the, the video highlight crew. They weren't quite as snappy this weekend. Wes Williams is the boss over there. Mm-hmm. He was at a GP, and suddenly things took a lot longer, and basic things like making microphones work became a struggle, <laughs> which, which is hilarious because you guys know Wes. You work with Wes, and you're like, I don't understand how this dude's holding it together. Like, the bird right. is very much the 1110 of the media of motocross, right? Right. But it would be like the 1110 guy saying, dude, now that Santa isn't working here anymore, it's a mess. You'd be like, hey, man, it was a mess. Wes is not organized at all, yet he wasn't there, and things were way worse. It was very strange. Somehow he's holding um, it together. Yeah, so I'd say it was two hours of, I'm just like, come on, come on. And they left the generator running? They left all the lights on, the Wi-Fi working, everything? Well, we were lucky because it's really all that is based on how late you can save the track. It's based on where the next race is and when. Oh, yeah. Um, Right, so the weekend off and the next race is three hours away. It's like, if you guys want to stay till Monday, no problem. We're not going anywhere. (laughs) We don't need to pack the, you know, in Hangtown, I think last year, we had to go from Hangtown to Texas the last few years. Yeah. Like they literally needed to have all the trucks with all that equipment on the road by like 9 p.m., no questions asked, or you're not going to make it to Texas. So it's, it's interesting how that stuff all works behind the scenes, stuff you don't even think about. We was up in the announcer's tower this weekend, and uh, I always forget about this, and then when I see him, it jolts me back to reality, and I always want to ask you about it, and I don't know if I ever have. Do you know who Dakota Kessler's mechanic slash holding pit board is? Oh, yeah. Oh, yes. It's Mickey. Oh. It's KPS. It's KPS. Your well, child. You know how I get around bear dogs. You know, ch- I get a little nervous. Yeah. No, I know. I've seen it. Yep. So I was down there in practice, uh, down in the mechanics area, and lo- and he just literally walks up like right next to me with his pit board, and I believe also jean shorts, which must be the. <laughs> like- Mickey, Mickey does look like he came straight from. Uh, uh, Def Leppard concert in 1985. <laughs> he got that not long but not short hair. Right, right. You know what I mean? Like ex-rocker long hair. Like it's still to the collar, but it's not 80 length. No, no. Um, it's It, it reminds you, it, it tells you basically like, I know how to party. <laughs> you know, like I, trust me, if we want to get loose, I'm there. <laughs> like. Like, Coach Gibbs would wear his rings, his, his Super Bowl rings to the race to, like, show you that I've been there, done that. And then I guess it's kind of the same thing in yeah. that situation. Yeah. But I, Mickey, I'm not playing football or coaching right now, but you can see the damage I could do if I did. <laughs> if you want me to draw something up in the sand right now and send you deep, it, you will get open. Uh, right. So, if anyone wants to rock out tonight, right. if I feel like going for it. Right. Well, Mickey, anyway, Mickey Kessler. Well, I don't know if people know who I'm right talking about, but Mickey Kessler we're talking about. Yeah. Well, I don't, I don't even know if Mickey Kessler does party, but, man, he's got the look. But the point is he walked up, and he was just standing next to me, pitboarding and looking at the times. And I was like, I can't deal with this. And I just had to walk away. Really? Can't. Just too starstruck. Yeah. Nervous. Yeah, can't even focus. I couldn't. I was like, I can't stand next to him. Like, what? If I stand next to him for more than a minute, then you almost have to do small talk. Have can't you, do that. It's Mickey have you spoken to him much? Uh, I spoke to him once when I was nine years old. That's it. I was introduced to him when I was nine years old, and that's the last conversation we had. 
you know, I, I watched. This is a dude in English Town where they were they were putting together a bounty where fans could pitch in money if anyone could beat him in one moto. Jeez, and he and he did beat Hannah one time, right? Nah, I didn't beat him that day, but holy crap, did he give him a battle? Which okay. is like it was as bizarre as seeing JSR give Emig all he could handle in '97. Which did happen. Which did happen, but we know what happened to Emig the night before, so it's, it's totally understandable <laughs> why JSR handed him his lunch for, you know, three quarters of the race or more. But, okay. Yeah, he yeah. was partying like Def Leppard or whatever. <laughs> I always see I, – I see Mickey, you know, Dakota's trying to do his best, and this weekend went uh, 28, 26, and I see Mickey, and I'm always like, there he is. There he is. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm always like, I got to find Weege. I got to talk to Weege about this. I, you know, does he know this? And yes, jean shorts, collar length, long hair in the back. And the big mustache. And I still, yeah. He doesn't look much different from 87. Like, if you were to take a Supercross bio photo from 87, it's not that far off. If he were to shave that mustache, what kind of SPF would he have to run on that upper lip? Because it is not seen <laughs> daylight. It's not. It's deep. It's deep. Um... And speaking of that, you know, in, in New Jersey, they had a law that you know you couldn't race motocross until age ten. That was the minimum. They never had fifty cc classes. No, I did not. And Mickey, Mickey got it to change to age eight, so Dakota could race sixty fives. Really? He got the state to change the law. That, that's if only he could change yeah. it so that you can pump your own gas. Then you could do something. <laughs> that's a good rule. I'll, I'll keep it the way it is. You like it? Okay. All right. Um, all right, guys. You live in Canada. Do you like pumping gas in January? Was that cool? No, that's not cool. No, you're right. No. No. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, you know, hey, JT. Yo. I'm going to give you three guesses on who Steve Roman's mechanic was this weekend. Wow. Um. Weege, do you know? Weege? Um, I'm going to throw a guess out there. Mike Jones. Yes. Oh, I talked to Mike Jones quite a bit on Friday. Oh, you did? He didn't tell you that he yeah. was wrenching for Stevie Roman? He did not. Oh, yeah, Mad Mike. What did you, you talk to him about, JT? Uh, his cousin was there, and, she, and he was kind of trying to introduce her, like, looking for a job in the industry. So, huh, okay. Yeah, no, nothing really concerning racing too much. Mike's got knuckle tattoos. All right. That's gnarly. Sweet. Yeah. Okay. Anything else, guys? BTOsports.com. I felt like neither one of you brought it tonight. It's 1130. Really? Yes, it's 1130 where Um, So maybe that has something to do with it. Um, and JT, you're just... I brought it like Mickey Kessler on Saturday night, so I got nothing left in the tank here on Sunday. Oh, okay, yeah. All right. Hopefully it was good, though. After the race, you went out. Yeah, left track at 10. Party started at, like, whatever that would have been, 1030. Jeez. Oh, it was good. Fishbowl? Uh, it's too late for that. We had to we had to skip right to the main event. Uh, what, what where'd you go? What's that place called? Um, Shooters or, or where, where was that? What's that place called? The names here change like every six months. Oh, like, okay. I don't know why that is. There was some there's some new bar here that's on the roof of like a seven story building. There's nothing in all seven stories. It's completely blank. You just go upstairs, up 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 the entire building blank, and then all of a sudden there's a rooftop bar with hot tubs. Genova. Genova, Smart Top. <laughs> Smart Top. Yeah, that's the name of the bar. <laughs> called Rock Top, but yeah, they should call it Smart Top. Tony's in uh, to- Tony's there. 
Mike's there. Everyone. Mike Janovich just got like a, one of those reflective things in his face for the sun, trying to grab that late night tan. <laughs> yeah. Hoping the neon will do it for him. If he can, yeah. if he can capture the neon from Morgantown, it'll it'll do him, man. Uh, how about that time? Bug, a portable bug zapper. How about that time we were asking him if he signed Porcel while he was in a hot tub with chicks and a cigar, and just with a straight face, he's like, no. Just like we're we're going on Wagant at Salt Lake City about this, and he's just like, no, no, I don't know what you guys are talking about. Oh, okay, Mike, you didn't sign Porcel while in a hot tub with a bunch of chicks lighting a cigar with hundreds. Okay, like it's very strange. It's just pretty sure that breaks like seven laws in in Utah. I know, right? Um, he's just like, no, why would like basically why are you guys saying that? Not nothing, nothing. We'll move on. All right, um, btosports.com, RacerX podcast presented by Thor MX. High point wrap-up, JT, Weege, thanks uh, very much. Both of you bring it, uh, bring it next week or uh, trouble will ensue. I, I don't believe we will be bringing it next week. Oh, yeah, there's no race. Wait, <laughs> no, I will call you two for a Calgary MX national wrap-up. Oh, sweet. I, I get uh, tons of info from their massive <laughs> – uh, there's, there's, relay of info online. There's social media assault that the CMRC has. <laughs> Live timing hasn't worked for a race and a half, and the people who tweet can't seem to even bother tweeting the results. Or my they favorite s- part, yeah, my well, favorite part of their day today was well, shouldn't say my favorite part, but Colin Fasciati got hurt really bad today. Yeah. Broke, you know, compound fracture his leg. Mid, you know, he's not even up yet. Like, he's still down. There's no news on what, what's wrong with him. All that we know is he's on a stretcher. And someone is tweeting from the direct MX that they can't believe how great KTM's lunch is today and way to go, guys. Keep it up. Yes. While their number one rider's down and they're helicoptering him out of there. Don't ask anyone at KTM how Colton Fasciati is. Just grab the grub. Yeah. And then also, the Canadian tweeters seem to think that we know these guys' numbers. They're, they're not the Villapoto, Dungy, Stewart. We don't know numbers. We should use some names, some last names. Otherwise, a lot of us are sitting here going, number 30 in Canada, quick, anyone? Oh, these guys, I tell you. <laughs> I'm going this weekend. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take over the, the Twitter and, uh, for Direct Motocross and show these guys how it's done. At least a goddamn running order, right? Come on. <laughs> at least that, and at least some sort of finishing order as you walk by the the, the scoring tower to go eat lunch. Ugh, and I wonder why. You will be eating lunch, though. Let's let us be honest. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, we'll definitely, definitely get on that. Although this weekend, uh, didn't eat lunch at all. What? No, nothing. Nothing. Had, apple, had two apples. And a granola bar. And then I was going to eat, and I saw the AMA meatballs. <laughs> I took the photo of the meatballs, and then someone someone um, yelled my name, and I never got to eat. I was I was going to eat, and I saw the AMA meatballs, and that was it. That's all I could do. Before I ate, I had to get that photo. Okay. Um, On a related note, I have to admit again, more verification. <clears throat> Not this what last week stayed at my house. Two, three days, something like that. Yeah. And I'm just letting the world know. 
no proof at all that you were a big eater. I never saw you like in the closet with like a bunch of candy bars. Like you were skipping meals. You didn't care. You didn't eat breakfast. You were not. Hey, let's get something to eat. Hey, let's get something to eat. Hey, let's get a seat. And then oh, I never yeah, saw yeah. you like in the closet with like a box of Oreos, real quick. Like, oh, I'm not doing anything. <laughs> I'm just podcasting. I'm just podcasting. No, uh, yeah, no, I, yeah. I mean, I go with it. I make fun of myself and all that, but uh, no, it's true. Yeah. I did gorge out on a pizza last night when I got back after the race, but I really, literally, had not eaten all day. So I was like, oh, God, I'm starving. And you know, you, you got to drive to yeah. Pittsburgh and stuff. So, um, all yeah. right, guys, thank you for doing the podcast. Uh, high point wrap up. Good job, guys. Uh, you know, way to bring it this week. <laughs> not, all right, see you guys. Not really. Later. Later. Thanks for listening to this episode of The Steve Mathis Show. Search Pulp MX in the iTunes Store to find the more than 200 episode archive or get the Pulp MX app for your iPhone for the complete Pulp MX fix.